Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. It's a Bitcoin Podcast. Podcast episode 306. Uh, my name is D, and I'm the host that talks first. And I am Corey Petty, the other host of the show. You damn straight. Oh, what's up with me? Not much, man. What's up with you? Chilling. I'm in Ohio, hanging out with the family, breaking some quarantine rules. Nice, nice. I am. Situations were like. My wife was going to go crazy because she didn't get to see her family before she has a baby. <laughs> so mm. I was like, you could get away with this one. Plus, we're like, we're doing these like jank ass like uh, baby shower parties where like people drive by in their cars and then they hand off presents out of their cars and we life saw them and then thank them like from six feet away. <laughs> it's so, so weird. <laughs> mm. So, congratulations, the baby's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming soon. And Poco Petty. A little, bit of, a little bit of network news. Um, for those that are not in the Slack, I did not get this news. Uh, Colin is leaving Hashing It Out. So for now, it is just me doing Hashing It Out podcasts. I will be um, probably putting out like a request for proposals for anyone who may think they'd like to be a co-host. Kind of decide kind of how I want to do uh, co-hosting from here. Because finding someone who can fill that role is, is very difficult. Colin filled it well, but uh, he wanted to move on to something else. So That's right. It's got to be the right vibe. They got to be able to, 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 to go toe-to-toe with how deep you like to get into things. You know? Yeah, it's not an easy... That's not a, that, those aren't easy shoes to fill, I don't think. And so I'm going to probably set some requirements on what I'm looking for and kind of the ethos of it and see what, see what, see what pops back. Yeah, I'm sad to see Colin go, but it's not like he's, he's going. Still in the he's still in the Slack. He's still, still, he's still hanging out in the Slack, talking. Dude, podcasting calling. takes energy, bro. How long? How have we been doing this for five years? I don't know. We're friends. It's like our ways to hang out, and we. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> like you've yeah. never really like. You kind of have, but not for a long period of time. One hundred percent been in the space. This has always been kind of a hobby for you. So I guess that makes it sense. Yeah. So like. It's it's maintainable for you because this is how you stay up to date. And this is how you hang out with me, dude. When I try to get into the fucking crypto space, it's like trying to re-enter the atmosphere. If I, I come too shallow, bounce right off. I come too hot, I fucking explode. So with those two experiences, I figured I would stay on Earth, and I would just not leave. <laughs> not know, leave. Am I just lucky? Like, why is it? It's, I don't think it's that difficult to enter the crypto space. I think you just got mixed up with like. Well, the first one was like, just was it was a, it was a 
bad group of people. Like, well, no, I mean, I was trying to do that. I was trying to do this, like, do the podcast network, but we weren't generating enough revenue, so it wasn't going to feed. Well, we like Cello's family and me. Like, we weren't yeah. able to do it. And then the fucking what was his name? JJ. Jeez, Louise, it was a shit show. So, um, but boy, oh boy, not to, not to hard switch the subject, but gonna do it anyway. We've got a hell of a show. I say that every week, but why wouldn't I? You know, we're talking about NFTs, man. What's Corey? What's an NFT? <laughs> You're so poor. An <laughs> NFT. NFT is what stands for non fungible token. And yeah. in order to understand what that means, you probably need to understand what the word fungib- fungible means or fungibility. I got this right? one, Doc. I got this one. Fungible means the same thing has different values. Now that is very hard to follow. But what that means uh, is what? hold up, wait, wait, wait for it, wait. Baseball cards. They're all baseball cards in that they are the same thing. However, a Mark McGuire is probably going to be a lot more valuable than a, I don't know, James Jenkinson. Wait. You are you are describing what non-fungible means. Oh shit. Uh, oops! I did it. I, I did it. <laughs> I did it backwards, audience. <laughs> you were you were locked in on non fungible tokens and what they meant, and I you weren't even listening to what I said. That's right. That's the I did not listen. Of fungibility. Fungibility means that uh, it's it's the same thing, right? I can exchange two things. It doesn't matter where those two things come from. Dollar bills are fungible. You can you can use a dollar bill. Regardless of where you got it from, regardless of what its serial number is, everyone understands what a dollar bill is. You can exchange a dollar bill for another dollar bill and nothing has changed. There's no difference in value or anything in terms of the entity that is a dollar bill. Non-fungibility is the opposite of that. Like D was saying, baseball cards. Baseball cards are all kind of, you don't understand what a baseball card is, but the attributes are, hold on. Do you say attributes or do you say attributes? I say it depends on if I'm talking about like a person or I'm talking about a thing. I say attributes always and people make fun of me for it. Because Where? one's a noun and one's a verb. Is it? So uh, like you, I, if you I, attribute something to somebody that yeah. something has attributes. Yeah, so if I say it as the noun, I say attributes. If I say it as the verb, I say attribute. Hmm. Maybe. Um which is weird, anyway, but that's how I work. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so the attributes associated with the thing give it a certain value. So it's unique, right? A non a non-fungible token instead of a fungible token is unique. And so you pass it around and you can't exchange it for another thing like it and expect to get the same value back. And so uh, when you think about things that are fungible, you think about ERC-20 tokens. You think about all of the tokens on Ethereum. You think about Bitcoin. Like these are like you think about dollar bills. That type of stuff is is a fungible thing. When you think about non fungible things, you think about baseball cards. You think about uh, Pokemon Go cards. Any type of trading card is an obvious thing. Um, supply chains, mm-hmm. game items. Mm-hmm. Like, like, is, there's a there's a myriad of things you can attribute to. Uh, uh, do you say myriad or myriad? I say myriad. Ooh. 
we're just hoping you're just looking for a reason to use that. That's not <laughs> how you say the word, though. That's not. Yes, no, I'm kidding. That is it's how you say the word. I just wanted to push the button, Corey. It's my <laughs> new toy. Let me be. Uh, so, so yeah, so I guess D wants to talk about what non-fungibles, and so typically when you think about non-fungible tokens within the ecosystem of cryptocurrency, you think about uh, mostly the seven ERC seven twenty one standard, which is the the, the standard that details um, how you define. Like what things define the minimum interface to a non-fungible token. And we'll talk about that standard later on down the line. But most of this stuff is used on Ethereum because it's easy to program these things. And that's where the standard came from. People have copied that standard onto other platforms that are capable of doing it. Uh, but for the most part, NFTs live on Ethereum. We'll just go ahead and say that for the most part. Yeah. And uh, the, the reason why NFTs are important, because it, in my opinion, it... Uh, I mean, there's just so much creativity that can go into how you apply using NFT. What's the official EIP uh, number of it? Like EIP 721. 721. There we go. I think also there's a there's an extension to that called 777, uh, but I forget mm-hmm. off the top of my head. I want it for video games, man. I really do. Like uh, lately, I played a lot of Call of Duty Warzone, and there's a lot of customization that you can do to your guns in the game. And I was like, man, like, what if you worked your ass off and you got this, like, custom kit with custom tools and then that's just that. And then you could wager that. You could wager that gun and, like, it became more valuable the more death that was dealt with it. Yeah, but, like, like game item marketplaces already exist, right? It's just the thing that I think... um bringing the blockchain into and having nfts live on live in cryptocurrency space is that um you can guarantee uniqueness and you can also audit the way in which it moves across like you can audit its history you can see who like who provably owns it you can check ownership you can use the underlying value transfers associated with the blockchain to kind of facilitate moving it around and paying for it there's all kind of cool things you can do when you add Feature another another example of NFTs is is property value like land rights, right? So like you can break up functions mm-hmm. of land and assign them digitally and then change that ownership around. Titles to any type of thing or that's all that's not all, that's all an NFT. Any type of unique digital item ends up becoming like easily mapped to an NFT. And like what you said, the game items that's already being done quite a bit and being explored. That's, I think, where a lot of this came from. Uh, trading cards, uh, in-game items, like you were saying. Like if you get like a certain skin or a certain gun or a certain thing or whatever, you, that, that's basically an NFT. And it's, it's, it's owned by you, but you can then take it outside of the game and trade it in an open marketplace or buy things to up your character. Or, and eventually, like, you can make a living playing a video game because you get unique items based on the work you put into it and then sell them in a open marketplace. Like I That's that it. shit. That's that shit I'm talking about. The uniqueness. That would be dope. Dude, can you imagine a game that never ended? Like, okay, that sounds stupid. But like like a first person shooter where like it was a map that never ended and you could log in and log out at any time. When you log in, you just fall straight back into the giant map and then different sections of the map were like territory and it's just a battle of attrition that never ends. I mean, isn't, isn't that what like MMOs are? Did, did you not just describe what an MMO is? 
Yeah, but MMOs are lame. Pretty sure. I'm talking about sure first person. Back to the MMO, like to the to a T. It's possible, but I'm I'm talking about something cool, <laughs> like a first person shooter. It doesn't have the right names, so it's not yeah. a thing. You're talking MMO, I'm talking FPS, okay? Get your acronyms right. Um But NFTs are pretty neat. The most popular NFT I think to date, uh, for the newbies in the audience is um uh CryptoKitties. And yeah, that's the one that's the kind of go to thing people say. It's crypto kitties. Yep. And what crypto kitties were were digital kittens that were unique and people paid tens of thousands of dollars for them. And, and you could breed them. And you could breed them. So like if you had crypto two two rare crypto kitties, you could breed them together and then come up with like an ultra rare crypto kitty based on uh the way you like the random breeding process that bled the genes together and came up with a new one yeah it's not that random and that if you, and that made a ahead. new nft and then you could then sell or use that in open market or play it inside of games that then like garnered specific points or whatever i don't i never really played with crypto games too much but they got really expensive for a while they did um and i think land is the best is is not the best, but when you take like look at mana and you look at um, what is that? crypto crypt, crypto land? Not crypto land. Um, Decentraland, mm-hmm. and how different plots of land could have different value, but they are still just land. That's that's kind of a huge potential application of NFTs, especially man. I I see so many gifts popping up this day with virtual reality and augmented reality games. And I'm like, ooh, that's getting close. That's getting real close to, I want that in my house. Like, that's getting real, <laughs> it's getting real close it's, to being bought. It's getting real close. And when that becomes a thing, they're like, okay, think about this generally, right? So, uh, like, the scarcity meme of Bitcoin is incredibly powerful, right? There's 21 million coins. There will only mm-hmm. ever be 21 million coins. So, if the value keeps going up, it's it's good to have some of those coins now because they're scarce, right? Mm-hmm. And if people keep wanting them, keep wanting them, keep wanting them, keep wanting them, then the value of a single coin is keeping it going up. It's like that's all based on the digital scarcity of Bitcoin, right? And your mm-hmm. your trust that it'll stay that way. So if you take, but the thing is, is Bitcoin is fungible. Like it doesn't matter which Bitcoin you own, you just need some Bitcoin. And so there's no difference in which what what Bitcoin you own. There is kind of, but that's real subtle, real real subtle, like politics uh so if you take that change and you go from a a non-fungible asset or sorry fungible asset to a non-fungible asset you really change the game quite a bit so if you think Mm -hmm. about uh let's just think about something that everyone should understand and that's that's kind of web domains domain names uh and all of the different pieces you can chunk up that become popular. So at, this is what Ethereum does right now on Ethereum in the Ethereum naming system is it, it sells domain names, which then map to complicated addresses and all kinds of things uh, as an NFT. And so I own like corepetty.f, right? Or, and I also own corepetty.f and all kinds of .f names. And these are now my domain names, which I own as an NFT, which I can sell. People own like the names of their businesses. They own the names of all kinds of things. And, this is now a token that lives in my wallet, which I can trade instead of instead of relying on a third party server to hold on to this thing for me. It's just a token that lives on the blockchain and I can use it 
So I could use any other type of uh, domain naming system. Once it gains value based on the attention that it garners, say like someone has, what's the one of the popular like early dot coms that got really, really big? Like, was it like shopping.com? Or- I think it was pets.com. Pets.com or whatever. Like you can you can own pets.f, and if that were to have the same type of thing, you could you could buy it and sell it later and for potentially a lot of money. But you don't have to rely on someone else to do that for you. You have it in your wallet. Uh, you may fucking lose it because you don't know how to handle your wallet. But that's a different story. Yeah, I really like the idea that spins into handshakes in those um, decentralized domains. That's uh, that's some sexy stuff, man. Like that's that's probably the large the biggest. I went to uh, this past year before COVID blew up and I could still travel around and do things. Um, I went to New York for the NFT.NYC conference. And there they basically had all the people, all the big players in the NFT space prophetizing themselves and talking about how much NFTs are the future. And there were some large names there. Like, I mean, like NFL and NLB, they were there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're selling like digital bobbleheads, I think something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're they're digitizing the likeness of uh, players, the athletes, basically yeah. reinventing the baseball cards. But you can do so much more when it's digital and it's integrated. And then we talked about the the, the podcast NFT, right? Where like oh, the bad man. crypto guys have started using uh, the concept of NFTs to uh, basically show what. Like give the audience a way to show that they've listened to an episode. They call it the proof of listening token. So they, they basically say like, here's the URL to go and, and download the NFT for this particular show. And the only way to get that is if you listen to the episode. So you have a proof that you listen to a specific episode in your wallet. And then you have a way to like do cool things. Once you've done this a certain amount of time, you then have proof in your wallet that says like, I've listened to 50 episodes. I've listened to 100 episodes. I listened to this episode, and that allows you to have one to show that, like, how kind of your participation in something, as well as allows us to sh- like look into the wallets and be like, hey, you know, here's a special gift to someone who meets it, matches this criteria. You've listened to 100 episodes. Here's a gift. Here's how you can prove it. And there's no other good way to do that at all. Hmm. We should do that, man. We need to follow up with them. I forgot about that. I'd like to, but my time is very limited. (laughs) Okay. Well, here's a poll. Here's to the audience out there. You obviously know that Corey and I kind of get stretched thin if you've been listening long enough. If you want to head up a a miniature project uh, to where we launch NFTs kind of in the style of the Bad Crypto Pocket. So before you say anything, we've already talked to them. I, I I can make the connections. I can get the work done if you have the skills to do it. I can set it up for you to do it. It's not like the connections are there. The desire to do it is there. I just don't have the free time to do it myself. Yeah. So if Corey could borrow some of your time where you could help us set this up. So we've already talked to to the Bad Crypto Podcast to help us set it up. Um, But we'd love to do this. We'd love to have you guys have like sort of badge of honors of which episodes you listen to or how many episodes you've listened to. Um, so we can start to use that for, for unique ways to kind of reward you guys for being awesome listeners and awesome audience. So that would be dope. That would be really cool. I think. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do. I mean, I, I'm excited to see what people end up doing 
with this technology because like I remember before NFTs became a thing um, the like supply chain was a big deal right tracking mm-hmm. provenance tracking history auditing supply chain and just supply chain in general was a big thing and this is one of those required technologies that you need to link to that right if you if you, like the asset is like digitizing physical goods and then adding uniqueness to them and certain attributes or attributes, however you want to say it, is an important step or a necessary step to allow you to have that type of provenance and supply chain and so on and so forth so you can increase the efficiency. And so it's really important to like the standard around how you do this and then the markets uh, that build up that rely on these standards can grow so that like those types of use cases can actually come into play, right? So like you can't really do supply chain stuff until you have a really good idea on how you digitize assets. How you digitize assets is basically an NFT. And so like, and, and this is something we talked about earlier, like games are the entryway to figure out how to have good standards of how to do things because it's a way to like play around with it in a, in a low like uh, consequence area to figure out how to do it well and scale it before you then apply it to something that's really important, like tracking the supply chain of global goods or critical infrastructure, right? And that's what's mm-hmm. happened. Games started doing it. You have trading cards, you have Gods Unchained, Crypto Kitties, the myriad of others that are going to grow up, which are also cool, and they're going to stay that way and keep being cool. But like it's, it's allowed us to kind of really figure out, like, how does this work? Where does it not work? How to fix that? So you can apply it to supply chain where it's actually critically important and that stuff can't break. We're still so far away from it, though. All this stuff sounds so yeah. sweet, but golly, we're eons away from it. Yeah, eons. but it's cool. We're there. We're in the middle of it. Like in that, I don't know. It's that think about that, man. When you're like, when, you, when your kids are grown up and they're like, "Oh, how does this work? This is the thing. It uses this." You're like, "Yeah, I was I, I was around when that started, bro." Yeah, I helped build some of that shit. Or I just we're like, rich yeah. because. Because we get it all, like a few people who kind of oh. see how it all pieces together because we've seen it grow and build and yep. how things are inter- like interwoven together and so on and so forth. Damn, I wish I had the I'm rich bitch soundbite set up on my soundboard. Well, now you know what to add. We've been, yeah. me and Aaron, so I watched, uh, we were watching Netflix trying to figure out what to, what to watch in that new Chappelle like celeb- celebratory, like, his Dollar. award, his award, where he won the award. Yeah, that one. We watched yeah. that, and Aaron's like, you know what? I haven't really like seen the Chappelle show. Oh my like, well, god! I was like, well, I know what we're doing now. So we started watching, watching all the Chappelle shows straight through. Oh and shit! She's like, I know all of these phrases. I was like, yeah, because it was the greatest show of all time. It's like, the best it show on TV. Yeah. God, it's probably would still be the best show on TV if he didn't just lose his shit and go to Africa. Um, for like for like twelve years, yeah, it just takes off. Um, it was a long time, but anyways, so we have an interview for you guys today. We were talking about NFTs for a reason, uh, because we have an artist on the show. Her name is Jessica Angela. Um, she's a crypto artist, but she doesn't necessarily actually like use crypto, and she I don't think she, she definitely doesn't apply NFTs in her work. I don't think, but she just does crypto art to try and appease to the crypto community and speak with and for the crypto community. Uh, she's been to several conferences, East Denver, 
Um, let me see here. Well, she's been to lots and she's designed things that you've probably walked right past and didn't know it was her work. So, uh, without further ado, here it is. Hey, um, I know you were expecting an interview, but, uh, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because for the first time in five years, I, D, Demetric Ferguson, accidentally deleted the interview audio. I didn't find out about this until post-production. I wasn't sad. It's just a moment of clarity. Maybe we should have a little bit more redundancy. I don't know. Copy a backup file. But up until now, I was undefeated. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, I knew you were expecting an interview, but uh, shit happens. Enjoy your day, and if you haven't caught some of the other episodes that have aired recently, maybe go back and enjoy some of those. Sorry, guys. Next week, we got a good interview. It's Munib Ali from Blockstack. A hell of a fucking interview. Uh, play the outro. Mm-hmm.